Welcome back. Today's episode begins with lyrics to Henry Rollins' song called Liar. And here it goes. You think you're going to live your life alone in darkness and seclusion. Yeah, I know. You've been out there. Tried to mix with those animals and it just left you full of humiliated confusion. So you stagger back home and wait for nothing. But the solitary refinement of your room spits you back out onto the street. And now you're desperate and in need of human contact. And then you meet me. And your whole world changes. Because everything I say is everything you've ever wanted to hear. So you drop all of your defenses and you drop all of your fears. And you trust me completely. I'm perfect in every way because I make you feel so strong and so powerful inside you feel so lucky but your ego obscures reality and you never bother to wonder why things are going so well you want to know why because I'm a liar yeah I'm a liar I'll tear your mind out and I'll burn your soul I'll turn you into me I'll turn you into me because I'm a liar I'll hide behind a smile and understanding eyes and I'll tell you things that you already know so you can say I really identify with you so much and all the time that you're needing me is just the time that I'm bleeding you don't you get it I'll come at you like an affliction and I'll leave you like an addiction you'll never forget me you want to know why because I'm a liar Yeah, I'm a liar. I'll rip your mind out. I'll burn your soul. I'll turn you into me. I'll turn you into me. Because I'm a liar. I don't know why I feel the need to lie and cause you so much pain. Maybe it's something inside. Maybe it's something I can't explain. Because all I do is mess you up and lie to you. I'm a liar. Oh, I am a liar. If you'll give me one more chance, I swear that I will never lie to you again because now I see the destructive power of a lie. They're stronger than truth. I can't believe I ever hurt you. I swear I will never lie to you again. Please, just give me one more chance. I will never lie to you again. I swear that I will never tell a lie. I will never tell a lie. No, no. Ha, 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 you sucker, sucker. I am a liar. Yeah, I am a liar. Yeah, I like it. I feel good. Oh, I am a liar. I like it. I feel good. I'll lie again and again and again, and I'll keep on lying. I promise. Let that sink in for a moment while we take a quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so we're back, and 
Why would I share those lyrics with you? Well, when you're back on the dating scene, especially if you have gotten out of a chaotic, awful, emotionally draining, losing yourself relationship with a narcissistic person, you want to avoid those people going forward. And if you've been with a narcissist, you already have survived the relationship. You have developed some wicked badassery, some great skills, some great tools of intuition that you now will put into play along with a whole lot of cognitive tools such as your boundaries and values, such as reframing and learning that whole gray rock method the 180 method, um, standing up for your boundaries, advocating for yourself, and reinforcing boundaries. So let's let's discuss this a little more. So you're you're back on the dating scene. You have written a list of all of the qualities that you want to see in a partner. All of the qualities that you've set your standards by. So think about that list of qualities right now. What kind of traits, what kind of qualities does your ideal partner have? Now, thinking about those traits going forward on the dating scene, you're going to meet some strangers and it's important that you have your boundaries in a very firm position. These people are strangers. So remember with firm boundaries, you do not tell them your whole life story. You do not share intimate hopes, dreams, and fears immediately. You remain a little reserved, remain mysterious. Just be spontaneous, go with the flow and have fun, of course. But when it comes to your intellectual boundaries, your financial boundaries, your sexual boundaries, all of those need to be nice and rigid. Because again, this person is a stranger. So think about your dating patterns from the past. One question that is usually asked is, so what are you looking for in a husband or a boyfriend? Or what are you looking for in someone that you date? What are you attracted to? What kind of stuff do you like to do? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite thing to do for fun? And so you rattle off your list of things and now they know exactly what they need to give you in order to make you fall for them. If you've been in an abusive relationship, you especially don't want to share that because then they see you as easy prey if it's a narcissistic type of person. If it's not a narcissistic type of person, they might be a codependent fixer type of person. So you tell them basically, oh, I've been broken. I've, you know, I've been cheated on, abused, blah, blah. And they immediately light up because now they have a new project and that project is you. And so they're going to try to take control of you and fix you. You don't want that either. That's not healthy. Run. 
run fast. So you may be asking in your head right now, well, what in the hell would I talk about on a date then if I, you know, I'm not going to share those things. So what you might want to talk about instead is, hey, what should we do tonight for our date? Or I have planned a date. Or what have you planned for our date? If you find that the other person says, well, I don't know what you like or what you're into, so I couldn't come up with anything, then okay, bye, because this person is obviously not willing to put in any kind of effort. Um, It doesn't matter if they know what you like or what you're into. I don't know how many reality shows you've watched where they go on dates or love at first sight or The Bachelor or things like that. People are completely surprised by what they do on their date. Oh, wow, I had no idea we were going to race cars for our date. Oh, wow, I had no idea we were going scuba diving for our date. So plan out a date. Make it something you've never done. Or you could make it something you love to do. And instead of asking the other person, what are you into? They can show up for the date. And if they hate what you've chosen... And you say, oh, okay, I didn't know. Um, We'll choose something else next time. In fact, right now, let's choose between this and that. You know, give a couple of options. A couple backup options in case the person you're dating doesn't like that. When it comes to musical tastes, let them choose the music when they get in the car with you. Or take them to a blues club if you like blues music and see how they respond. And when they ask you what you're looking for in a partner, you can tell them, I haven't decided yet, but I'll know it when I meet that person. Or I I like somebody to just be themselves so I can decide if I like them or not. And leave it at that. Don't rattle off a whole list. When they ask why your last relationship didn't work out or why you're divorced, you can just simply say, it just didn't work out. We were too different. It just didn't work out. We grew apart. Leave it at that. No details. And sexually, it's not wise to make moves quickly in a sexual direction because, as I've said before, your brain releases those oxytocin chemicals, hormones, and you you start to feel bonded. And then the in-love hormones and chemicals release and your logic becomes clouded and you're on cloud nine and you're just like oh my god I love this person don't let yourself go there too quick because you have to remember you really don't know this person you know their best version of themselves of their ideal selves that they are presenting to you at the time It takes a long time to get to know somebody, and sometimes even after a year or two, you still don't really know them. So keep that in mind. Also, when you're on a date, if you find the other person is just talking about themselves nonstop, and you can't get a word in edgewise, and they don't ask you a thing about yourself, that person is a narcissistic individual. And chances are pretty good that they're looking for someone to praise them and feed their ego. And if you don't fit the bill, they will discard you. So 
in that case, be the gray rock. It's boring to listen to somebody talk about themselves constantly. So show that. It'll be the quickest way to get rid of them. They'll have no interest in you if you start staring off into space, checking your phone, looking at the clock repeatedly while they're talking about themselves. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard enough. (laughs) Um, When you're on a date with a healthy person, they'll be curious about you. They'll ask you questions like, um, what was it like growing up in your household with your parents? Were they romantic? Were they affectionate? Or were they cold? Or they might ask questions like that. And, you know, again, you don't have to overshare. You could say, yeah, my parents were romantic. Or they were romantic in their own way. Or... My childhood was okay, yeah. Um, don't go into too much detail. Don't don't talk about my dad was an alcoholic and cheated and beated my mom and and we heard them fight constantly and and I just I I have a lot of issues now. <laughs> you don't want to talk about things like that. Save that for your therapist or your support person. They may ask you what was your most embarrassing moment. And that's a pretty innocent question. You could say, you know, one time I worked as a waitress and had to wear, our uniform was a wraparound dress, and I ran to the bathroom really quick, and we had to wear pantyhose too. Ran to the bathroom really quick and pulled up my pantyhose and tied up my dress, and I ran back out to my station because it was full of people, and everybody was tipping really big all of a sudden, Some people were laughing. Some of the women were giving me dirty looks. I ran in the back and the cook told me to go check myself in the mirror. And when I did, I realized that the back part of my skirt was open and my booty was showing. And I was mortified and I cried and I didn't want to go back out there. You can tell stories like that. That's funny, you know? And it's not going to really give the narcissist a whole lot to um, go on as far as fooling you. Another thing to look out for is if the person you're on a date with says, well, why did your, why are you single? Why did your last relationship end? You could say, well, we grew apart. It just didn't work out, but it's fine. You know, you got to move on. And, and then you could say, well, you know, let me ask you the same. If they start going into this story about how psychotic their ex is, their ex was a total nut job, total psycho. And suddenly you see this person playing the victim in front of you because they didn't do anything wrong in that relationship. The other person did. And in fact, so did the ex before that one. That one was also a psycho. And maybe they have children with their ex, so-called psycho. And now they have a bunch of custody issues. Um, Anybody who's gone through a divorce who has children, when the divorce is uh, amicable, even if it's rough at first, Most decent people know that it's important to remain civil for the children's sake. It's important to be friendly and open 
to trading off holidays, to trading off visitation times and, and things like that because it's good for the kids. You don't want to turn your children into a pawn and use them to get back at your ex. So if, if this person that you're dating is talking about that kind of thing happening, they are probably disordered if they are willing to use their children as a pawn to get back at their ex. So they might, you know, they might sound pretty convincing too. That, oh, you know, I, I was dating her and she, she just became psychotic overnight. I don't know why. You know right there that's a lie. Um, you fall in love. You like people. You want to be with people because they make you feel good. Because you're attracted to them. And who's attracted to a psychotic freak? Nobody. <laughs> so they had to have done something to cause that person to go off the rails. Narcissists are perfect at doing that, as you well know if you've been with a narcissist. When you first got with your ex-narcissist, you were madly in love, head over heels. They had you high on a pedestal, and everything was like a fairy tale. And then when they began to start gaslighting and going through the cycles of discarding and love bombing and and gaslighting you and convincing you it was all your fault and you apologize because they hurt you over time i'm i'm willing to bet that you began to present with symptoms of bipolar traits of borderline personality disorder, traits of paranoid personality disorder. You probably started to exhibit all of these traits as well as symptoms of PTSD, fear, ruminations, difficulty sleeping, reaching out to whoever would listen, but it seemed like nobody wanted to listen and you felt alone and maybe even got to a point of feeling suicidal and you didn't understand why this was happening and you hung on usually hope is a good thing but in your case hope was a dirty bitch because you held on as this narcissist dangled carrots that made you believe you could get back to the way you were when the relationship was new so you hung on by a thread chasing a carrot you never got to eat and this is what narcissists do so you know it, you've been through it, if you were with a narcissist. So when you're dating and you hear the other person go into a whole spiel that would normally make someone feel sorry for them, you know it's probably a narcissistic person. We don't, normal healthy people don't go around telling big old sob stories. My ex was psycho and, and treated me horribly and... And, and I tried so hard, I gave up everything. So now they're the hero. But this person just really did a number on my head and put me on a bad head trip and, and, and destroyed my whole life systematically. And, and I've just been picking up the pieces for a long time. And I, I finally 
cautiously decided maybe I would put myself back out there. Now they're the victim. They want you to feel sorry for them. They want you to fall in love and fix them. Don't go there. Don't go there. Obviously, they still have some work to do on themselves if they're not a narcissist and they're still talking about those things. They have not found closure. They have not learned to let go and forgive and move forward. They still have trust issues. They still have a lot going on. Stay away from that person, narcissist or not. Um, it won't be healthy. You'll end up being the giver. They'll end up being the taker. It's like an emotional vampire. They'll drain you. So avoid that person. If they're not a narcissist, they are toxic on some level. Date people who are fun. People who you spend your time just laughing and exploring the world together and learning about each other. Don't spoon feed them all of your information. Learn about them. Let them learn about you and have them do it with respect and you present yourself in a respectable manner. That means you don't have sexual contact with them. Remember, they're a stranger. How do you know if they have chlamydia, HIV, hepatitis, syphilis? How, how do you know they don't have HPV? You don't know that. Sometimes people look perfectly healthy, but they are diseased. And sometimes people act charming and healthy, but their mind is disordered. Think about Jeffrey Dahmer. I know I'm going to a dark place here, but Jeffrey Dahmer was good-looking, intelligent, well-spoken, and very charming when he would go out to pick up his victims. And it worked for him hook, line, and sinker every time, just as it works for the narcissist or the disordered person hook, line, and sinker every time. So, yes, you are still empathic, compassionate. You are still somebody filled with love who can give love in a genuine and sincere and beautiful, loyal way. And that's what they look for. So you want to make sure that you don't give yourself away to the wrong person again. Another factor to consider is sometimes, most times, I've heard this many times in session with clients. They get out of a bad relationship and then they jump into a new relationship, usually way too quickly. And they start talking about how this new person reminds them of their ex sometimes. They'll have trigger moments where the new person will say or do something that's exactly the same as what their ex used to do. And this is a sign from your, from your soul, from the universe. This is a sign that you haven't learned your lesson, you haven't taken enough time on your own to figure out how you like your eggs yet. And you know what I'm talking about if you've listened to other episodes. So you haven't taken that time you haven't taken enough time and you are following your own toxic pattern of choosing the wrong partner 
So that's something to consider. If if somebody, if you're dating, it's different if you're dating. If you've if you jumped into from one frying pan into another, you've made a mistake. If that's how you're feeling, you've already made a mistake. It's time to back out before it's too late. But if you're dating and somebody reminds you of an ex who was abusive, you get this triggered feeling. Do not talk yourself out of it. Do not tell yourself, oh no, this guy, this girl, they're great. You know, uh, I'm just, I'm just traumatized from my past relationship. That's all. You know, maybe I got chills on the back of my neck when I heard this person being rude to the waiter, but this, this person is nothing like the last person, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to blow that off. No, that's a red flag. That's a red flag in your face saying, warning, warning, this fits your toxic pattern. You better back away. Don't talk yourself out of it. Remember they have to fit the criteria of everything on your list in order to proceed. You deserve no less than everything you want on your list in a partner. So when you're dating, if they lack one thing, if you see them being mean to an animal or mean to another human being, and it's not justified whatsoever, I don't care if the steak was cooked wrong, it doesn't give you the right to berate the service staff. The service staff didn't cook the steak, it was the chef. And the chef was following what was written on the, on the order. So if the, if the server wrote medium well and your steak is rare, then the chef didn't cook the steak long enough, but you're taking it out on the server, which means you're a dick. <laughs> you're, an, you're a jerk. You're, you're narcissistic. And I guarantee you, if they are doing that to the server... There will come a day, if you move forward with this relationship, there will come a day when they complain about your food, your cooking, and make you feel bad. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that a narcissistic individual will push your boundaries. They'll see how far they can push you. They'll see if they can get you to throw your boundaries out the door. And if they can do it once, just one time, that tells them, ooh, yeah, this little bunny can be manipulated. I got this one wrapped around my finger. You don't want that. You want to stand firm with your boundaries. If you have a boundary that, let's say you set a boundary around dating that you're not going to have sex with the person for three months at least, you're not going to kiss them for at least 10 dates. And they keep trying to kiss you on the first date, second date, third date. And you keep saying, no, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't kiss before the 10th date. I need to really get to know somebody before I will allow them to kiss me. And they push it and they get angry. That's a narcissist. They don't care about your boundaries. They don't care about respecting you and what you have set for yourself as healthy They care about what they want. They care about their needs. So that will give you a good indicator that if you are to go forward with this relationship, continue dating, get more serious, down the road, your feelings will be 
insignificant. Your boundaries will be dead and it will be all about them all the time and you will be miserable again. I hope some of these tips were helpful and I hope that if you are out there on the dating scene that you're being safe, being careful, and especially meeting people online. There are a lot of crazy people out there. There are a lot of very strange, weird, scary people on dating websites. There are a lot of good people on dating websites. And there are a lot of desperate people on dating websites. So be careful, be wise, be very choosy, and use your therapy tools every single day, even while you're dating, to protect yourself and to keep yourself strong and empowered. Let me know if you have any other tips that you have found helpful. And make it a great day. Pray for California. Pray for the whole United States. We need peace and resolution and more love and more mental health in the world. If you like my podcast, please subscribe and share it with somebody who you think may find it helpful. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.